Dude, I might go to sleep on the podcast for like 10 minutes and come back in. Cheers, boys. Do you want us to cover you up with a uh, Cheers. Cheers. Normally we're drinking liquor, but not after rolling for 30 minutes, huh? No, not even 30. I've drank enough liquor this weekend. Yeah. So let's talk about that. How was your weekend? Eventful. Belmar uh, Saturday, and then lower key, and then high key Sunday bottle service at Headliner. I feel like we should just turn this into, like, Jesus. the chase hour. An intervention. Oh, or that. I mean, that'll be the, like, season five, but season one through four is a roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you could title this podcast, this episode, The Chaser. Dude, yeah. Oh. Yo, that's for not stealing that for next weekend. Let's go around. Uh, and... New, I saw you grew a new haircut. I did. I had the, uh, like, cherry curls, is it? Yes. Yeah. Afro wig. It was pretty sick. And where do you, you just have a costume guy? <laughs> so that was actually Jesse's. He had it from a Halloween costume. So I rocked that. We're in the pool. Bottle service. Then we went to DJ's at night. Then, after a little bit of time... This was Sunday. Sunday. Sunday night. Sunday. Mind and, you. And then Sunday Partying night. Sunday. He knows he has work on Monday. Sunday party. If you do go out Sunday and party, you should be like, okay, I'm going to wind down around 3, 4, cut off 5 or 6, water, Pedialyte, Advil, food, bed. bed so you mean being responsible? Uh, well, responsible would just be like, you know... Maybe not drinking. Yeah, yeah, like clean the house, pay the bills. But then he's like, you went home. We were and then someone said... We're going to go take a nap. And then someone said, let's go to DJ's. So we go back to my other buddies, borrow some clothes. Because I didn't plan on going out. And then we went to DJ's at night. Is it still like packed as all hell? Yeah, it's like all outside. Really packed. Out- oh, in the back. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot they had the back. So they cleared out all the porta potties and stuff, and just had like a lot of outdoor area. And then that was it. And then yeah. Monday came. And then you didn't. You just you well, went to work. I and may have been asked at a certain point by staff to leave DJs. <laughs> so, because uh-huh. they were too full and they were they wanted new people yeah, to come yeah. in. Yeah, so, yeah, that happens. It had nothing to do with anything else. No, no, they, it's like <laughs> they're strictly just. It's yeah. kind of like a bounce house when you're a kid. It's like, hey, you you were in here for you've twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. So I leave, and then it gets interesting. <laughs> Let's just say you went home and you bed, and you went to bed, and you went to work Monday, and you got a good night's sleep yesterday. I wind up getting a ride to my buddy's house, get my keys and phone, and then Uber to work because I didn't want to drive on Monday morning. Now that's being responsible. Sometimes those hangovers, you're like. I can't be behind a wheel. Oh, yeah. No way. I was like, I'm Uber. There's a lack of focus. It's like Uber. And then after two meetings, I get a ride back down. To the shore. To the shore to then hang out for a bit and then get my car. But since I usually only work like a half day on Mondays, I'm off at night. I don't have sales calls. I figured (laughs) I might as well head back to Headliner because the pool's open. It's almost like... And you were off today because of the storm. And then we're off today because of the storm. What is the name of the storm? Isaiah. Isaiah. Is too many too many vowels. Society. Isaiah. I don't know. Something. My mom it's usually tropical. Tells me. It's I, a, I think it's pretty. It's tropical. Isaiah. It's not deciduous. Yeah, yeah. Or is it Isaiah? No, it's not Isaiah. It's Isaiah. My mom probably. I think my mom may have called me fourteen times today. Did you lose power? My mom. I didn't lose power. <laughs> Lisa texts me. But I did go, you spend ten grand on the generator? They text me. Did you lose power? I go. We lost power. The roof blew off. We have no food. Emily's freezing cold. We don't know what to do. Like, cut it out. Like, We're fucking fine. That's great. Well, we got our guest here, Mr. Rob Callen. Round of applause. We'll give a little. From the mean streets of Booton, New Jersey. That's where I'm at now. Booton. That's right. My alma mater. Your old stomping grounds. The old. I was gonna wait to tell you this on the pod, but we were talking about it before. There is literally no power in all of Putin. And my mom said... My mom not only asked me if we lost power, she's giving me power updates of places I used to live. <laughs> You're not even there anymore. No. Well, I was working, she told lost me, power, ended up going to a friend's place who had power for a 3 o'clock meeting that was super important. Turns out the other guy that was supposed to be in that meeting 
Awesome. He's like, we know. He's like, can we push this, you know, back till well, tomorrow? I think he died. I'm like, no. Oh, hey, no. Oh, like he canceled the meeting. We took this one real quick. Sorry. And like he canceled, um, he canceled the meeting, so now it's being pushed back to Friday. So I could have just hung out in the darkness. And yeah, I think that's where Chase was this weekend, the darkness. Yeah. Um, My question is, does all the power from every grid just go to one wire into Putin, and then that got taken down. Putin loses power quite frequently. Putin loses power all the time. My cousin said West Orange, Rich, said West Orange loses it a lot too, but Putin lost it a lot. And she said that her friend that still lives there was like, yeah, it might be like days. And But she's down She's down in the flats. But I don't know if that's good or bad. If they lose power, they just should get more. Yeah, in, in my seven years there, the flats usually lose You've power. You've been there seven years? Yeah, 2013. Oh, shit, I thought you just moved there. No. Moved there right before I had my son. Mm. And they go to Bootin? They do. My two older ones. And my youngest will probably, well, we'll see what happens with COVID-19. But <laughs> oh, Yeah, what is up with that? Because you're an expert. You're in the I'm, medical field. Let's just preface everything with I'm not an expert with We're going to preface this with, field. he's an expert. It goes, the most experts, Trump, Fauci, Callan. Callan. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I was making their salary, I'd, I'd happily take that stop. Are they going back? Time? There's no way they go back. They're going back. It's a hybrid. What is Putin doing? Right now, it's a hybrid model. So, AB? Who's that? AB? AB, yeah. So, it's going to be like... Uh, <clears throat> Group A goes Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday's a virtual day. Group B goes Thursday, Friday. So on the um, <clears throat> the first three days, Group B is doing virtual. The last three days, Group A does virtual. And on Wednesday, where everyone does virtual, they're supposed to clean the entire facilities. Interesting. Uh, that's what's proposed. You also have the option of going all virtual. You can just be like, which yes. like, uh, do you, are parents going to do that? Some are. Just like uh, the ones that are super scared? Potentially, or it's the ones that have some sort of comorbidity or immunocompromised. Com- I can't speak right. You don't have to drive your kid on certain days and that it's like, fuck it, they'll just stay home. Yeah. But they'll work it, from home, they'll stay home. Yeah, you've got like, a, let's say a mom that's on like chemotherapy and she's like immunocompromised. Oh, yeah, or like they have like a grandmother. yes. It might be safe. But that's not the that. majority of people that are no. staying home. Probably. Or you think? I don't think so. I, I think a lot of it's also, you know, Subjective, like what someone's been taking in, what they truly feel is going to happen. You know, everyone's situation is unique, and everyone's decision is based on their Dang. feelings. And you can't fault them for that because it's their lives. And it's when do you come out with the vaccine? When are you uh, coming well, out with it? Well, so the vaccine's supposed to be normally two to three years, but they're putting such a rush on. It. Apparently, they're in phase three, and it's thirty thousand people per test. What I recently heard, and I can't confirm this, is that they. The one I think it's Moderna did all Caucasian people, so that not like scalable or maybe, maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe no, it's all gonna be it's probably all that sort of stuff. But you're not getting the, the you know population. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the population is for like Black and Hispanic in the country. You know why would they do that? No, they probably forgot and then have well, to do like fuck. There's arguments to it, so I could be completely wrong on all this. Yeah, yeah, but you're not getting what's representative of the population of the United States. And historically, um, black and Hispanics have greater comorbidities like diabetes, hypertension, things along those lines. But don't they have higher um, levels of vitamin D too? Um, I don't think so. I think it's the opposite, unless I'm wrong about that one. No, because white people don't have vitamin D because they're constantly putting on sunblock. That's the melanin, I believe, they're thinking of. No, I no, think no. you get no. I think you get your your vitamin D is activated by the sunlight more yeah. easily because you're fairer skinned. Yeah. Darker skinned individuals have to get more sunlight or take a supplement because uh, the melanin blocks. Some of those lines, yeah, 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 yeah. It's along those lines. But I think based on our diets in the United States, most people are vitamin D deficient. <laughs> no, everyone eats healthy. Of course, of course. Um, yeah, I'm started taking vitamin D. They got me. My God, fuck it. When was the last time you had your blood taken? Four. Just in general, like you like a physical. Um, probably within probably twelve months ago. I do it once a year. I do it actually during the Super Bowl every year. That's my go-to. Well, there will be Super Bowl this year probably. So next year. Yeah, yeah. Um, ask them to do like a vitamin D level. Yeah. 
That's a good idea. Taking out blood and freezing it, so that way for jujitsu I can blood dope, put it all back in. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I've been running some experiments. Let me let me know when to start that line for you. I don't like going against big guys like you. Yeah. It's so annoying. And him with his fucking legs, dude. I know, there's the long and skinny. I'm like inside control, doing the scarf, trying to get my rib under his rib, and I'm like, why am I looking at his ankle? Why is his <laughs> ankle right in here? He almost did that from uh, a bottom hurt. mount. He was throwing his legs under my armpits again, trying to flip me over. You figured that out? Because I couldn't get it. I would, Yeah, but it was very close still. Yeah, I, I like my, my toes brother phrased it best. He goes, none of moves work on you. He's like, a lot yeah. of moves just don't work on you. Or if I know how to, like, stop it just for body I'm trying to do a secret baseball bat joke against you. But I was hurt today. You just didn't have a neck. Despite however the performance was, I was like, it was three times as, like, stressful on me today. Yeah. I felt terrible. Dude, the hangover dropped you down a few levels. Rolling hungover is the worst. terrible. Oh, but I make myself do it all the time. Yeah, but... Yeah, it's so I will let call. You can smell. You can literally smell the alcohol coming out of your mm-hmm. pores. Of course, it's all nice, distinct sweet. You won't call out Uber. At, I'll Uber at seven a.m. to work. I'll roll no matter how terrible I feel. I won't not do it. Ugh. Because if you do, then you're like that's like admitting you shouldn't have gotten that hard. This is like I had a grand scheme plan. <laughs> I had a workout schedule today. And I'm you thinking. and you. It's and brutal. you start sweating within the first 28 seconds. And it's probably good you're flushing your system because you're going to end up sweating it out. Your heart rate's going to be up. Your body's going to filter all the toxins. Your body's a very resilient organism, yep. I'll tell you that. It certainly is. Yeah, you're I saw you laying on. Water. So, as someone in the field, if okay. someone was... What's your background so people know? So we're not um, just, like, fucking around. Okay, so I... He's like, I shop at CVS. Yeah. Quite often. I got my medical degree on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, so I've been a paramedic since 2003, worked as an EMT since 97, I think it is. Um, and then I got my nursing degree in 2012, worked in a burn ICU. But let me backtrack. So I became a paramedic in 2003, worked in the greater Boston area, and then moved to New York, back to New York, I should say, in 2007, where I worked in the South Bronx for the FDNY as a paramedic. Left there after two years, worked on a helicopter for 10 years as a flight paramedic for six, and then as a nurse for four. But in the interim, while I was doing that, because I worked two 24-hour shifts a week, I was working as a paramedic in the city for New York Presbyterian, I'm sorry, for Allied Mercy in the Bronx, and then um, New York Presbyterian doing critical care transport with uh, pediatrics, neonates, and adults. So, and then I got my nursing degree uh, in 2012 while flying. I worked in a burn ICU in the city. Oh, and then, yeah, I got some stories for there. Um, and then I ended up lateraling into the flight nursing position while working per diem. I, I basically went from the burn ICU flying uh, as a flight nurse full time. You didn't fly? I have flown the aircraft, but oh, I was not a pilot. Yeah. And then uh, I worked in the uh, ER per diem. So you've seen some shit. Just a couple of things. Dude. And I, and I, well, the paramedic in New York City, is that a lot of fluff and the occasional crazy shit, or is it all insane? Because I would imagine the burn ICU is all insane. Uh, you'd be surprised. People show up with like, like a, a burner like that needs a grafting, and since it's you know, a surgical unit, you have to you know, admit them and stuff like that. Some of the people just came and just like grossly burnt. Like, Had to tell. Charred, leathery skin. Um, there was a guy at the Five the Odds. This was just insane. So I was on orientation, and this guy came in. He was, um, I think he's from Guatemala, and he was working to send money back to his family because he had three handicapped children. This is like the saddest story, but it's also like triumphant. Do they prep, just bef- before you go on, do they prep you on like what things are going to look like before you get there, or it's like... Quit being a bitch and get in that room. Oh my! God. <laughs> and you got these like salt. So there's a, there's like a saying like nurses eat their young. So like the old crotchy nurses like just don't care. They just like get in there, don't be scared. But I worked as a medic, so I didn't really care. Yeah. I, I, I'd seen grossly burned yeah, people, yeah, yeah. charred people. So uh, this guy was working under a car in a uh, <clears throat> like a chop shop, whatever it was, in Queens, and he was uh, using a acetylene torch to cut the muffler off. Must have ruptured the line. So the fuel just poured on him. The assembling torch ignited. The fuel, he just ignited. So he shows up, uh, comes from the ER, comes right... Screaming. <clears throat> he's, he's screaming. Must have been. Uh, 
But don't you have to like immediately oh, you didn't like knock that person out with like painkillers and shit, sedate them so, they're going nuts? Yeah, so but at the same time, sometimes burns actually kill the nerve endings. This is what I'm told. That shit's gotta hurt. Did you see That's him come in or no? Yeah, right when he came up to the, the ICU. So he went from the ER. He's not screaming. He was already out. He was already debated. Got it. He debated to date everything. Um, so he came in and everyone. So there's a whole. I mean, at the time, there was this whole thing where it's like you gotta uh, clean them because they come in like dirty. And your skin is your first line of defense against like bacteria and infections and stuff. So he lost his first line of defense. So you gotta clean them. But you have to use, like, uh, antiseptic soap and everything else. So you do that. You got to keep... And you can't, like, scrub it, right? Um, you're just spraying stuff it, on it? It depends on the, the person. It's, you're not really spraying. No, you're, you're bathing them. It's got to hurt. Like, there's no tomorrow. That's why he's got yeah, to... Yeah, I mean, you, you basically give... You, His brain would be going bonkers. Yeah, well, you can see their heart rate and the blood pressure go up, tearing in their eyes, everything. It's like, they, they could be completely sedated with a sense of... Um, Awareness, consciousness. How can you cry if you're... We have a lot of questions. It's all right. You, you, your eyes just tear when you're in pain. So let's say you have a paralytic on board, you've got your sedation on board, but you don't have your analgesia. So the analgesia is what takes the pain away. Sedation has like some you know analgesic properties, but that's really not what it's for. So he could be sedated properly, but maybe doesn't have enough analgesia on board, like your fentanyl, your morphine, those, like those medicines. So you might think you gave the right amount, but this guy is just in so much pain that he's ripping through it, and it's, it's like you want to bring him down to here, but the medicine you gave is only down to here. So okay. this gap right here is a Can you give him more and that'll kill him? Yeah. Um, like if you have to bring it down, can you give him more to bring him down? You're or like not going you start- to kill him if he's intubated. You took over his, his, uh, his airways controlled and his ventilatory status is good. However, you could kill him if you drop their blood pressure so much. Mm. But that's kind of... There's more factors associated with that. Yeah, yeah. So with a burn... Um, with this guy, so you have to look at different parts. You have your skin, so it's like, all right, we got to clean the skin. You got to, you know, make sure he's warm because your skin also keeps you, you know, helps with your warmth and such. So, so what is, is your body temperature will drop? Yeah, you'll freeze. You, be, you, be, you become hypothermic. You can be hypo. You can be burnt hypothermic in the middle of a heat wave in the summertime if you're burnt bad. Wow. Yeah. So you have the heating factor portion of it, the uh, uh, infection control with your skin, where you want to prevent that. Um, you have to regulate heart rate, blood pressure. So when you also burn, there's something called the third sh- a fluid shift. It's like a uh, thing called third spacing. So it basically leaves the cells and goes into your, um, you have intracellular, intravascular, interstitial. So it goes to interstitial space. So they kind of swell up a little bit and they start leaking everywhere. So you have like dead drainage, everything else. What? Like your, your fluid, your body fluid. Like oozing. Like, like, yeah, you're like your intracellular. Like you ever get a burnt, you ever get like, like something? Uh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that. That's crazy. Yeah, and so it depends on how bad you already said it, like bed drainage, because you have to keep track of all the fluid going in and all the fluid coming out. So you set up like suction, you know, it's, it's a whole like rigged system that nurses have come up with, and you calculate the amount of like fluid that comes out, you got to dump it, and then you have to calculate the number of fluid going in, so you have to put like your lactated ringers, uh, for the first <clears> thing, like 24 or 48 hours, I forget, it's been so long, and then your uh, saline, so you have all the fluid going in, and plus you got to calculate all of your drips going in, how long was he out for? This dude, he was out. He was in the unit for I think six months before he uh, was discharged. Oh, Hang on a second. He was. I I, re, I forget if it was seventy one percent burnt or seventy three percent burnt, and he ended up defying the odds. And so, not only did he get <clears throat> allografting, which is like cadaver skin, to help grow his skin, which has to match up, I would imagine. You, you can reject it, yeah. He didn't reject his, I don't recall. I, I don't recall him rejecting. I think he, he was able to start growing some of his own. But uh, he also had some called autografting, which is like they take your own skin. So there's parts of his body that weren't burnt. Like, let's say the left side of his thigh was burnt. They'll take skin. And then they'll re, like, you heal it, then you retake it. Because he was there for so long. Oh, fuck. They took skin from the bottoms of his feet and his scrotal sac. That's how much... His testicles. Yep. For what? To regrow, to, to regrow skin. He had, his skin was like gonzo. For fuck's sake, dude. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, he was completely disfigured, and he's gonna have lifelong complications. I know one of the um, like the long term complications with burns is itching. Um, sometimes they don't. Uh, I don't. They have like sweat glands and stuff. They're not, they're not glands. They're unable to sweat. Um, sensation, things like that. 
So he will have lifelong complications associated, but he walked out of the hospital. And I remember, like, nurses have been there for, like, 20 years were, like, crying. Because you defy the odds. It was pretty cool to see. So Dude, that is, that bothers me. I'm yeah, like but there's, so, there's a, um, this is going to sound kind of, like, grotesque and, and, and like, dark-humored, but um, you get so, it becomes, like, nothing a lot of times what you see. And you're like, oh, hey, you know, Sean, he ended up having, like, you know, uh, some skin I couldn't, you know, it's like, it's almost like it's about to slough off, but it needs to be debrided. It's like, I don't worry, I'll get it on my shift, because you have to do burn care twice a day. So you kind of make a competition, it's like trying to get the skin off. Oh. And so when you, like, do, like, because you have to, like, bathe them in, like, sometimes in bleach. Was he knocked out for six months? No, 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 no. Um, he went to the step-down unit, which was, like, at the time was, like, or we had, like, a... Uh, 40 beds or 42 beds I forget what it was and it was like almost like a square or a rectangle and one side was the ICU one side was a step down um, just taking a guess he was probably in the ICU for like 3 or 4 months and stepped down because he had to have like minor surgeries here and there and sometimes you know he's on a ton of antibiotics and of course they all get infected with like a Cenobacter or um, Pseudomonas um, yeah so that was my burn experience Other than dude I had a fireman tell me once at a house that he ran into a home to pick this this I don't know guy or girl pick her up pick the dude up picked him up and he said he he came out of his skin yeah like he just pulled skin and body and the skeleton was like still there like I don't even know how to describe it it, so the skin was probably sloughing off and since it like a juicy chicken and you go to grab it and you just and the like the skin just comes off yeah I'm guessing they were dead. Um, I think this person died. You hate to say this, but I hope they hope they died. That's there's no way. I'm pretty sure they died. Torture. No, no, I'm pretty sure they died for sure. This was a guy. Actually, I went to. It was an appointment. I went hungover as all hell. The guy answers door nine a.m. on a Saturday. Answers the door with the coldest looking Budweiser I've ever seen in my life. Like just sweating like off the can? Yeah, he just no, the bottle. The bottle. Bottles. He's drinking it stand on and he's like he's like, Hey, you want one? And I'm staring at this bottle like like I have like I I, I, I really want it. But I didn't I didn't take it. I sold the job. Nice. But, I didn't, but I didn't take it. You weren't on the first chase, I guess. Dude. I, I should have taken it. But I don't think I Never drank on an appointment, but we did have something that's topped all wild shit that happens on appointments. This kid's selling a job. The guy's like 60 years old, but like single, like rages out still on that. He's like, yeah, got something for you, man. Can't buy the roof, I'm unemployed, but have fun with somebody the next time you're having a night out and take these. And he gave up like male sex enhancement pills. Who? This one of the sales guys got it from a homeowner. Oh, oh, oh I thought you meant me or you. I'm like, I, no. what the fuck? Please tell me this guy didn't take them. He, no, the, he just posted <laughs> and goes, this guy gave me this. It was like, not prescription, but it's like one of those like over-the-counter Yeah, you get it like, like C- that. Not C- uh, like gas station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the guy Rhino gave him it is like, <laughs> he's like, trust me, these are the best on the market. Like, I've tried them all. The kid posted and we're like, what the fuck are you... Like, what kind of... I've been running appointments for eight years. I got some stories. He's been here for two months selling. And he's smoking, like, cigs with the homeowner, like, selling jobs and shit. It's crazy. Everyone's got a method. Dude, that's insane. Yeah. It's wild. But wait, so most of the... Uh, the New York... The New York stuff. Yeah. I would imagine you saw some bomb... It, like, yeah. you're either you're seeing everything is crazy or it's, like, a lot of dumb shit that you have to deal yeah. with. And then, like, the... The tail end. Yeah, it's it's um, so I'm in the South Bronx, and um, it's you know impoverished neighborhood. So you're gonna get you know just the volume and variety is gonna be fantastic. And every neighborhood has its own um, like the calls you get a lot. So like you work Midtown Manhattan, you're gonna do a ton of homeless people. It's just the way it is. It's where the money is. It's where they go. They call, there's a ton of home, wait, homeless wait. people in Midtown Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, but you get called for that. Yeah, the unconscious person. They're down on the sidewalk. Oh, someone yeah. will be like, yeah, yeah they're yeah, they're unconscious. Fun. Yeah. So in the South Bronx, um, I remember doing um, like a little paper on this. The so if you look at the South Bronx, uh, you have the Cross Bronx going uh, across east and west. 
then you have Major Deegan and the Bruckner, right? So you have a lot of vehicles, you know, going around their exhaust, everything else. Hmm. You have uh, poorly kept, you know, buildings, you know, NYCHA, like New York City housing. So you have uh, pet dander, rat dander, all that sort of stuff. So the pet dander and rat dander? Yeah, like the animals and stuff, they're just not kept clean. So you have, uh, I think it was something like a 17% asthma rate. So 17% of people. Yeah. These numbers could have changed. This is, I did this paper like for, in grad school like yeah, years yeah. ago. So, um, and I forget when this is actually when I read the study. So 70% of people have asthma. And everyone has a variation where they just maintain daily inhaler, never have an asthma attack. Other people are like basically attached to a neb all day long because their, you know, lungs, just the alveolar sacs just close up. So we would show up for like the same people over and over again, bad asthma attacks, and you're given a bunch of medicine. Um, there was once in like, I think it was like in his 20s, he came in as an asthma attack. We're like, all right, another asthma attack. And you kind of go this like mundane, like, here we go again. And you open the door and there he is like face down at the top of the stairs. And you're like, shit, guy's in cardiac arrest. So it's like, you just never know what you're going to get. Yeah, yeah. You, I remember there was one uh, period, I had two weeks of just doing complete BS. And it may not be BS, it's not BS to the patients. But to us, it's almost like, oh, you've got abdominal pain, and they're, like, walking to the ambulance. You're like, All right, how bad is it? Did you actually need an ambulance? Could you have yeah, gone yeah, to the hospital yeah, yourself? Yeah. Maybe you've seen your primary care doctor if they have one or they don't have Can you go to a clinic? That kind of stuff. Yeah. And then you do two weeks of, like, triple shootings. You know, someone stabbed. Like, cardiac arrest this. You know? Blood squirting out somewhere. Yeah, or yeah, or it's like, um, like people's, like, lungs fill the fluid. They go into congestive heart failure. Like, just you name it. Like, how you had it. freak the fuck out when you see that dude you get used to it you just get, you get desensitized but the, you, but that means at one point you weren't right the first dead person I saw which was a guy who was partially decapitated that was eye opening um, oh. yeah but you get the more you see things the more you get used to it the more you get into, so like the first time you stepped on a mat you may have felt intimidated rolling with someone now it's like, all right, how am I, how am I going to get this guy? Like, what's my first movement going to be? How am sure. I, so you kind of get... <laughs> sure. But you, you have to correlate it. You have to... You run, you know, parallel tracks on how you think about it. Yeah. Well, this is is way crazier. Uh, the me. shit you'll yes. see. Yeah. So <clears throat> the best way I try and tell people is like something inside me died. Like the, like the, the sensitivity where it's like... Yeah. The actual caring for... Your me, meter broke. It was gone. And then um, December 2016... Uh, when I was flying, we got called for a... Uh, helicopter. Yeah, helicopter. We got called for a head-on collision. And so this is a cold morning. Head-on collision. Car? Head-on. Two trucks. This Two is... truck. Mac yep. 10 truck. Like 18-wheeler. 18 18-wheeler 18 and then a front-end box truck. Yeah. 18-wheeler to Wait. the max. So, yeah. So it's on an off-ramp or like a service road from I-84 up in Orange County. I think it was Maywood... I forget the location. And I remember we landed at like a remote landing zone, probably all, I don't know, a quarter mile from the scene. And we get driven, you know, in a truck with our gear. And Do you have any idea what you're walking into? No. I mean, you fly, if you fly over the scene, you can be like, wow, it looks pretty bad. Or like, oh, it doesn't look that bad. But it, it doesn't matter because you could have someone do like a fender bender and like just they weren't wearing a seatbelt. They hit the steering wheel. You know, they mm. got massive internal damage. There's people I've seen that have done, like we've done rollovers of persons like walking around. You're like, shouldn't you be dead by now? You know, like. Yeah, yeah, some yeah, things yeah. just don't make sense. So I ended up, uh, we ended up going there, and they're like, oh, you know, one guy's uh, DOA, but this guy, I think, still has a pulse. We're like, all right. So the 18-wheeler hit, it was uh, driver's side to driver's side, and the guy in the box truck really was, were going was ripped out of his truck. His leg was ripped off. Fuck, dude. And Fuck. he died on the scene. He must, I mean, I hope he died at impact so he never suffer. But the other guy, I mean, the, the damage to the 18-wheeler, like, the sound this impact made. Must have been death. It, it must have, they must have heard from like a mile away, if not more. He was like, boom! Yeah. So we're there waiting, and then someone was inside the cab, and it, just the damage, like, we're just like waiting, like, all right, bring him out to us. They're like, yeah, he doesn't have a pulse anymore. They, they pulled him out. He had like a hole in his head. They both died. Both died. And so I was like, just like looking at the scene and stuff, and I was standing between the leg, the leg and the body. And I called my ex-wife, and I was like, "Why do I still do this? Why do yeah, I still?" Sp- and, and she's like, "Is this your first moment of humanity?" Because I met her uh, when I was flying as a medic. So I, something inside me died already. And, yeah. Which I don't think it died. I just you just suppress it. Your meter broke. 
your meter broke. I just think the the, the uh, meter was just unplugged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's just like yeah, yeah. Dude, I have a buddy who is in the medical field. Works in uh, he does like ear, nose, and throat. He's a uh, a surgeon, mm-hmm. and I'll get some of these videos or pictures, and I'm like, yo, man. First of all, I can't even watch them. I get them, I d- delete them right away. And I go, yo, man, you know I delete these. He's like, no, 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 you gotta watch this one. Like, the face got ripped off by a railing, and I, like, I fucking sewed her back together. Yeah. I'm like, dude, how? He'll do that, and then, like, him and his fiance, they'll go, like, out to eat dinner. Okay, how was work today? It was good. I, we yeah. put someone's face back on. Oh, nice. Uh, fucking rhinoplasty, whatever the fuck. Yeah, so this, I guess, goes to, like, the desensitization. Sens- desensitization. Thank you. Yeah, English is my first language, and I can't speak it. No, um, it's, you just get so used to it. I mean, you work with your partner, and it's like, so... Uh, when I worked on the ground, if let's say you get called for like uh, an unconscious person or cardiac arrest, and you go there and they're they're dead, like there's no you can't resuscitate. They've been dead for like a day, two days, you know, hours, whatever it is. You have to wait for the police to arrive. You can't just like walk away from you know someone without body, leave it unattended. So you'd be sitting there literally like waiting for the cops show up. And like, sometimes the cops know what they're going into. You could read the notes on the um, the mobile. We had an MDT, mobile data mobile data terminal. And it's like yeah, patients like blue. Or you know, decomposing, like whatever it is. And so you're sitting there waiting, like your partner be like, what do you want to do for lunch? There's a dead body right there. Yeah, like, dude, I don't these? know, that's crazy. So you you know, yeah. Dude. It just becomes like, someone's got to, you know, send a fax or, you know, type up a memo. Fuck, no, it's not like typing up a memo. <laughs> Standing between a leg and a body mm. of a dead person is not like me jumping on a 10 a.m. marketing call to talk about what we're going to do for the... <laughs> it's all relative. Dude, that's fucking nuts, man. Mm-hmm. And now you're... Are you... Now working for a medical device company. So no more dead bodies. Done. No. Just the ones I in will, this backyard. I will get back into working on an ambulance, my first true love of healthcare at some point. An ambulance? Yeah, I'll do that. The helicopter was That's like, an EMT, no? Param- Same thing? I'll be param- I'm a paramedic. I'll, be, I'll stay as a paramedic. What's the difference? So I try and tell people an EMT, so it's uh, preventative care while uh, paramedics invasive. So EMT is like bleeding wounds and shock, defibrillation, splinting, you know, they can do CPR, ventilation, all that sort of stuff, like your assessments. While paramedics do that, and they also like do IV therapy, medication administration, they, you know, analyze and interpret EKGs. If I call 911, who's showing up? Which one? Depends on what you call. Depends on the system you work in. The, the system depends on the EMS system in where you live. If I so, fucking split open my hand, you should be getting just the EMTs. We would just go to the hospital. I should be split right. your hand open. Um, so let's use New York City for example. Um, you split your hand open. You're just getting the uh, EMTs. It's BLS, basic life support. Hmm. Uh, if your hand shooting blood on your sink. No one's there to drag you to the hospital. Emergency. You're not like getting behind the wheel. Emergency. I come. We go downstairs. Chases. Like this. Eyes roll behind his head. We have to call that one. You get paramedics and EMTs. That's a good theoretical look because I am immortal. Yeah. Uh, dude, I saw you laying down on that thing. I'm like, I saw hurting. that too. I'm like, he's hurting. Is it just gonna be Sean? The Sean and Rob show on the mat today? Uh, like, he's hurting. Yeah, I was hurting. So on this on this track, let's say someone was having a. Uh, a very fun summer. When your body is very resilient as a pig, how long does it take where, like, if you ate clean, didn't consume alcohol for, like, two, three months, does your body, like, regenerate or, like, restore? Everyone's different, but I'm sure your body would be very thankful that you did. Okay. Um, I participated in a, um, a study. I went vegan, gluten-free... Dairy free, sugar free, for one month. Added sugar or all sugar? You didn't. You ate like, fruit. Well, I, I I drank wine, so you yeah. could have fruit, so you could have those sugars. I mean, uh, refined sugar. Yeah, me. like yeah, yeah, like yeah, whatever. And uh, that sounds I, terrible. Continue. I dropped twenty pounds. I went from two hundred four to one eighty four. You cried every night. Days. 
Well, I was like, what are those things in there? Those are my abs. They've been oh, you covered. Found it. Yeah, I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> and then uh, I've been waiting for you guys since I was like 10. Um, and then I continued on and I dropped down to 180. And I'm like, I gotta stop. I was too like lanky. And, How like, tall are you? 6'2? 6'1, 6'2. Thanks to Jiu Jitsu. 6'1, 180? Yeah. Dang. Dude, I was like, walking. Dude, it was like, it was like a skeleton like, with like skin stretched How much is branch weight? Probably 160. No way, he's gotta be like No, he's gotta be more, he's gotta be way more than that. How tall is he? 6'12? No, <laughs> no, he's probably about, he's probably about 6 feet, 6'1. Six, he's probably 6'1 hey, on the bottom. You know what it is? But he feels like he's 500 pounds when he puts that pressure in your jaw and yeah. you're like, like No, it's, it's his, whatever this is. The bone he's Clavicle. No, this is a clavicle. This is the Conor McGregor bone. It's your AC joint. Yeah, that into my face where I'm like, hey man, like it's Sunday and it's 9.40. I resisted for a really long time, but the problem is he'll get me in that position with like four minutes still left in the round. So with like a minute and a half left, then he finally gets through and I'm like... Why didn't I? I should have just like, tried to work out of it earlier. It's the waste of time. Do you know what I started doing? Because I'm I'm older and like my I guess my gas tank is is uh, isn't as full as some of the younger guys. When he does that, like I'll try and bump, try and trip. Like not obviously nothing's working. I actually just lay there and catch my breath. I'm like if, if if I get it, I did that today. That's against all, you. That's all. That's all. Yeah. I was like, yo, I'm oh, gas right control? now. Yeah, I was like, I'm not. I'm not getting out. I'll recoup for a bit. Hope he stays tired. I was like, I'm not getting out. He's not getting mount. My arm, I, I felt my arm like this. I was like, it literally is pulsating. I can't squeeze. I'm just going to catch my breath. I'll roll over. He'll do something in um, like S mount. I'll try to slip through. I was like, I got a few minutes left. I was slowly working your right arm. I couldn't get it though. Yeah, yeah. I think you end up grabbing my left leg. It definitely the... wasn't at my best, but you started stopping my, as you're in like an S mount, I'll go both arms underneath the leg and then shrimp out, and you started to like, stop doing that, and I was like, damn, this is where my bullshit escapes that usually works. Well, now we know. Yo, so we do this segment called Uncle Mark, where we take a deep dive into your past. Oh dear God! And we bring up pictures. Please don't. We are. Oh, we got this a few. So bad. And we're gonna need some explanations on them. Okay, I see one picture already on the like desktop. this. Explain yourself. Oh so, man, you went to Facebook. We are going to need an explanation. Is this? This is from 2007, 2008. And this was on. This is the. This the is chopper. My, yeah, this is... Um, I was working as a flight medic. I think my sister came to visit me. and um, It's a big fucking helicopter. No? That's, uh, one, that's a November oh, Yankee. Oh, sorry. It's, that's uh, 118 November Yankee, the aircraft. Uh, that... Yeah, it was just a picture. I didn't have any pictures when I flew, and I'd already been there for like... And you were like, know, yeah, let me... Year. So I took a picture. And you're strapped with the scissors, and you're... Yeah, oh, you yeah. gotta you gotta cut. You gotta cut clothing sometimes. Dude, that is insane. And that's the the chopper you were on the whole time? No, that was one... Oh, my God. How many choppers? One, one, eight, one, one, seven. I'm going to call it chopper, by the way. Not helicopter. One, three, five, three, alpha mic. Five, seven, eight, alpha mic. Six, seven, four, alpha mic. That was one of five aircraft that I flew in. Um, That was a part of my primary probably, location. Probably. You know how you joke? Like, <laughs> oh, like one night when you get drunk, I'm going to put you on an airplane and put a horse on there? <laughs> yeah. Because I don't like flying and I don't like horses. He doesn't like big animals so I'm like, dude, you're going to pass out one night and you're just going to be fucking parachuted in with like a horse. I can't that. imagine. <laughs> anxiety. The anxiety that I would have not only just getting on a helicopter sober, number one, but getting on a helicopter sober and alert to then go potentially save someone's life. Save someone's life and see like their this is a dumb question. Open. When someone has an accident, you guys fly out. You're not just like flying in the air, hanging no. out through the dead. Like, no, so this way the match. No, no, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, it's not like you're like you're patrolling the skies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so uh, that airport. Yeah, that airport is actually based at Westchester Medical Center, which it no longer was. They moved it. That was uh, they moved it in 2009. <laughs> what? He's picturing you. I just like cruising. Yeah, no. even better. 
he punches in for the day, and they just all go and have to sit in the helicopter on the ground. You can't leave the helicopter. Oddly enough, when we got calls, there were some times we would sit, because we had to go and stand by, you're sitting in the aircraft, waiting for the green light to either go or no go. And are Um, you close by, like, how far feet-wise are you from the helicopter? You're in, like, a building not far away, right? Oh, uh... 20 feet? 100 feet, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It wasn't far. There was a helipad out back. There was a helideck on the other side of the hospital where the ER is. Um, Dang, yeah, but so that aircraft, that, that base shut down. I ended up going to another base up they in They shut Milwaukee, down? How does that happen? So you have to, so I'll work for a for-profit company. So you have to, you know, have enough revenue coming in. You don't have the flight volume and the insurance reimbursement. So like on your way to work, you're like flipping the stop sign down. You're like, I have a feeling around two o'clock. We're yeah, gonna call. yeah, yeah. That's almost like like a firefighter setting fires. Yeah, know, yeah, in yeah. Like the area where he works. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> now people, you'd be surprised that alcohol does does wonders. Excuse me for people in flying. Oh yeah, but um, yeah. So worked there, then I went to Air Two, and I stayed at Air Two for uh, almost eight years, and. Um, we had uh, different aircraft. So when I got to Air 2, there was... So that's a BK-117. I forget which model that is. I think it was a, a, a B-2 model, is it? And then when I went to Air... That's Air 1. Went to Air 2. We ended up uh, having EC-135 and that aircraft. So we ended up... It was really weird. Uh, we ended up flying at night in the 135. And then the BK during the day. Because that one was not fitted for night vision goggles. And are you just doing like 12-hour shifts or this when you were saying 24? 7 to 7 Day on, day off, day on, five days off. Dude, okay. This is what I don't understand. I know exactly and I try to say. have this explained to me. So I'll explain it this way. We all watch the UFC, mm-hmm. right? Before uh, someone fights, mm-hmm. they have their hard training camp. Right, was it 12, 16 weeks, something like that? No, like 8, eight 10, I think. Okay, 8, 10. Few I'm weeks not of a hard despite few, you A few hardcore weeks of training. Then when they do the embedded, right, they're getting massages, they got the chef making perfect meals, water, hydration, everything is like pampered, tailor-made for that person on that one night to showcase their skills. Yeah. For entertainment. In the medical field, you do some dumbass shit like working 24 hours in a row. To me, that is the dumbest thing on the face to become a nurse, to become a doctor. It's like the badge of honor, like, oh, I haven't slept in three days. It's like, that's yeah, terrible. You're yeah. going to kill everybody. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Why did they do that? I think part of the reason is with tending to patients and doing that like the amount of care you're giving that patient like if you have nursed every like six hours or eight hours it would be so much like so that you're unable to communicate yeah, and do correct. it in a short that's, period of time I, I agree with you I don't have an answer because I wonder how many mistakes were made based on fatigue but that was back in the day though they like stopped doing it as much now right they don't do the like 24 hours residence no. Re- yes they, they do they know they do 12 hour shifts and then sometimes they take call which they will be yeah they'll do dumb shit but call's not the way it used to be like the the, 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 the residents in the past used to do like 24 and then a 12 the next no, day no like hundreds of like like, a, like um how many hours in a week 144 is it 72 times what, two, it's like 168 or whatever yeah, yeah. Like yeah. math was never my forte yeah, but yeah. they would work like let's say it's 168 they would work like 120 hours 140 <clears> hours like that's unsafe that's insanely unsafe yeah but that um, was the only reason I ever got was the communication between patients could get and I'm like okay that's something because if you're doing so that's a con every like couple hours sure. and then that's so many con. people are coming in and out can we like figure that one out so I don't have a fucking doctor yeah. that's like I can't say it's um, the pilots did 12 hour shifts that's FAA regulated but we did 24s and I'd like to think 12 is 12 is okay 12 is fine you, you sleep for like 7 6 or 7 12 is okay yeah but those tw- like 24, it's like... I feel like yeah. you can bang out... If you're probably but rested, you could bang out 24. But you're also not actually... Can you sleep or not? You can. But it all depends. So, when are these flights coming in? Are you 
you know, did you not do anything all day? Dude, there's and then 10 o'clock at night, you decide to leave down, and then 10.01, the tones go off, and you have a flight, and now you're going to Boston, and you're not going to get back till. Dude, you know, like there's so much studies on sleep and shit that that is the dumbest yeah. fucking thing we're doing. Um, there, was a, there was a day, the most flights I ever did was six. In a day? In a day, in a 24-hour shift. Dang. So, oddly enough, I was working as a medic in the nurse I was with, also does jiu-jitsu. He's the guy who got me into it. He used to go to AMA. And um, we were at South Albany Airport. And you're supposed to get out of, in th- you're supposed to get out of the aircraft because of safety, whether you're refueling in case there's some sort of static charge when you're putting the fuel in. <clears throat> does it happen? I'm sure it has. So we went to the pilot. We're like, do you care if we just like sit here? Yeah. <laughs> And so we had done our sixth flight, and you remember our chart. The charting isn't like you do a couple things and you submit it. Like sometimes charts take like anywhere from like thirty-five minutes to hours. Fuck so we had six of them to do. So we're sitting there, That's and insane. it was I think three or four in the morning, and he's like, "What are we doing? Let's just call out, you know, crew rest." And I was like, "You know, like I'd be afraid of grabbing like you know." Vasopressin, thinking it's Zofran. So vasopressin is something that we have in our bodies that helps with your, you know, um, I know mobile, it's, it's a hormone, yeah. And so you give it to, you know, for blood pressure. For the way we gave it, it was for blood pressure. Mm-hmm. And so I'm afraid of grabbing that, pushing the whole vial of that, thinking it's Zofran, which is an anti-emetic. And then this person just like <laughs> dies. And so he's like, let's just call it crew rest. I was like, fine, let's just do it. We Dude, just, you we have were gone. Woke up. We got back, woke up, I don't know how many hours later, and we were at work until 2 p.m. charting. Well, so crew rest is just like, yeah, we get time out. Yeah, 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 time out. I think it was a three-hour break. I think it was three hours. That's th- this doesn't. You're just safe. like, call, yeah, you're waving the white flag. Like, I need to say. I want the guy in the helicopter to be getting a massage. I want him fully mm-hmm. locked in, not six call of the day. Three hours before he can go to sleep after not sleeping for twenty one hours. I don't want that guy. You, this is the, this is funny. Sometimes on the adrenaline yeah. though, that's the fucking guy you yeah, want. Like, you'd be surprised. He's gonna be burnt. You wake up some like sometimes it's like you maybe flew all day. You lay down at like I don't know like eleven o'clock at night and one o'clock you're popping up. So two hours, maybe you're just about to enter your REM sleep or you know wherever you're at, and you, you're like oh I feel groggy, and then you like come over this like scene on a highway, and all you see are just flashing lights. You're like what the f. Did we just stumble upon? I don't know. I'm not taking that. Yeah, I'm sure you, you do. wake up and it's, it's almost as if it's like you slept eight hours. But so when I worked there, it was four pilots, four nurses, four medics, and you got to know everyone real well. So you could literally look at someone and be like, "Oh, so and so's eyes are red. Someone's tired." Yeah. Meanwhile, they look completely normal. Fuck. It's like you knew them. You'd come in some mornings for like to, uh, you know for shift change. Dude's like face down on the couch. Dead. You said their papers all on the table. Cooked. It's like, oh, they're gonna be here a while. It's like, what can I make you for breakfast? Can you have a friend that's a nurse, and there's days where it's just like, yo, you guys. They live around the corner. Like, yo, you guys want to hang out? It's like, ah, Joe had like a uh, like a rough shift or whatever, and yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah, sleep yeah. for days. But sometimes like you're just running around. It's like you're it, like there are times I worked in the ER or even the ICU where you're running around so much that you actually go to bed. You wake up, you're like. You're so sore. It's like, did I have a full body yeah. workout? You know, you're just walking. Yeah. Just on your feet. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, all right. What about this one, dude? Oh, Speaking of. Oh, uh, was, uh, that was the blue belt. That was the day of the blue belt. Dude, how good did it feel? I was on a three-day high after that. Nothing can get me down. <laughs> I count three days. Invisible shield. Yeah. Nothing will stop you. Oddly enough, the fourth day after I got my blue belt, I did some workout in the Hamptons. So I go to Hamptons Jiu-Jitsu, and I was there, and I remember like going against the uh, the guy who owned the place, the black belt. Just, of course, he annihilated me like, like a captain of the mouse. But I go against this blue belt. I think he had like two stripes on his belt, and the belt was all worn out. Oh my god, this guy's gonna destroy me! I'm gonna be embarrassed. I'm gonna represent AMA. Two minutes into the round, I did a baseball bat choke, and I'm like, "What the hell goes on?" You were like this, yeah. I'm like, what goes on at AMA that isn't yeah, elsewhere? Yeah, dude, of course. For all I know, I just like capitalized on his one like opening or sure. like, nope. whatever it was. Destroyed him. You destroyed him. Yeah. Baseball bat from top. Yeah. Oh, but Neon Valley came under. Came under. Yeah, yeah. Dude, if you hit that right. Yeah. Good night. We did our little tour date jurors. People uh, yeah. we roll with in the room were definitely... I usually always Different let them. I always let some them. of the other ones. Yeah. I always let them try to take the pace, but 
once I, they start revving up, it's like, ah, uh, nah. It's getting going. You told me about, I think you were in Georgia, and the guy wanted to fix his belt mid-round. Dude. He's on top, right? I'm like fighting bottom. And he's a bigger dude, right? Probably about your size, maybe a little thicker, but definitely your height. He's on top, he's on top. Get to like a, sw- I don't know if it wasn't really like a clean sweep, but like caught him off balance, push him forward. I'm holding on, so like I get brought up. His belt like comes unraveled. Timeout. At AMA, when that happens, what gets shouted out? Prison rules. Prison rules. Belt comes off. It's not like, whoa, 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 timing. It's, oh, it's prison right. rules now. Wait, your brother gets, ex- it's almost like there's a level of excitement because it just like, it, 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 the level of intensity just went up. Correct. That's it, where it's yeah. like, oh, let's get it going. Mm-hmm. This guy's like, uh, uh, as I'm going up to like take top side or half, whatever. Oh, one second, I just got to fix my, I was like this. Just on the bottom for two minutes. Yeah. Like, yo, come this? on. Yeah. And I was like, all right, this is nonsense. I didn't go back the next day. Um. All right, last one, dude. Oh boy. Uh, I know this. What? Is, un- what the? This is, what the? He- I know exactly. You were before you was, did paramedic stuff. No, this is Darren. You. This was your headshot for um, like a play you were trying to do or yeah, you, a movie. You wish, you wish. No. So there was a girl I knew in college happened to be uh, visiting New York City, so we went out and. That book, she had something to do with that book. I forget what it was. And I was like, oh, it's kind of artistic. And making a joke, I kind of just lean. Like, we were waiting for the subway. I just kind of leaned. I said, take this picture. I was totally screwing around. The story we're going to go with is this was uh, a sarcastic photo. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Dude, incredible. How how many years ago was this? This is pre-jujitsu. I think I was living in Queens. I'll wait pre-jujitsu. This is probably, oh... Eight oh nine, dude, amazing. Yeah, back absolutely I amazing. Had more hair. It was youthful. My skin was taut, not wrinkly. Pre dead bodies and burn victims. No, no, this is this is right. In the this is prime. This, this in the thick of it. Yeah, that's a that was a guy right there. You're sitting next to. <laughs> that was dark humor. Yeah. Um, and another thing we do on here, other than Uncle Mark, is and you can't lie, what are the last three things you googled? No, no, no. Like, pull your phone out, and oh. I want you to tell us the last three things. I usually delete all the porn. <laughs> <laughs> you can't lie. You have to tell us what it is. Uh, Dan Peterson, because I listened to the Jocko podcast. Mm. Christine Kubo, C-U-P-O, and then I was trying to send a joke to someone, so it was tired dog puns. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Dude, Amazing. Um, <clears throat> Daddy's last name is Pedersen. Nice. Dude, appreciate you coming on. It was an honor. It's always an honor to be here and roll with you guys. This is, uh, I've seen the uh, Have Another. Dude, this it. is it. This is all we do. Us and our eight viewers. Um, I, we'll roll again this week soon. Yo, good stories though, dude. I, that's just scratching the surface. Alright, we'll do another one where we get not, we won't, <clears throat> these are words. We won't roll. We'll just like have dinner, drink, and chill, and we'll just like get real. get into it. Yeah, some like untimed, crazy, crazy stories. Okay. All right, good shit. All right, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, not TikTok because it's get banned <laughs> by Big Don. I think soon. we got rid of. I think we deleted ours, but definitely not there. Official H um, A O show. Yeah. All right. Peace. <laughs>